Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, I'm so excited that today we get to have back on the STEM Everyday podcast, Lori Walmark. She's an author, but she used to be a computer programmer and a computer science professor. She shared all about some of the great things that she did and more of her story on episode 174, if you want to check that out, listeners. But today we get to talk to her about a brand new book that she's got, which is an incredible connection of women in history, a person I bet you probably have never heard of. So welcome to the show today, Lori. Thank you so much for having me back again, Chris. I appreciate it. Yeah, and definitely everybody should check out LoriWalmark.com. And she's one of the Steam Team Books authors, which you can find out more at SteamTeamBooks.com. But Lori, just uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this brand new book, Codebreaker Spy Hunter, how Elizabeth Friedman changed the course of two world wars. I've never heard of her. Well, neither had anyone because her work was top secret. Wow. Like top a lot of the stuff. work during World War II top secret. So as this work has become declassified, now all of a sudden we are learning about the amazing work that so many people did. Mm -hmm. But she had an additional problem that her husband got a lot of credit and she didn't get credit. Uh, but yet they worked side by side. And, and actually the story the book that you wrote, Lori, tells like the whole story of how they met, almost like a chance encounter at a library. It's it, and then and then details some of the, the whole story. It's it's an incredible, again, story that yeah, just until a few years ago, it was it was classified. You could you didn't know nobody knew about Elizabeth Friedman. Well, one of the things I like about her, she's a cryptanalyst or a code breaker, mm -hmm. and one of the things I really like about her story, especially for kids, is mm -hmm. she was not a math science kid like so many of the scientists right. and mathematicians we read about. Right. She liked English. She liked languages, you know, foreign languages. She liked poetry, Shakespeare. So doing something scientific was the farthest thing from her mind. And she sort of fell into it accidentally. Yeah. I mean, as the story unfolds, you, you hear and find out that she studied multiple different languages in college. She really had a love of Shakespeare. And that's kind of what led her to the whole idea of looking for codes, right? Right. She was hired by a man. His name was Fabian. He was convinced that William Shakespeare had not written his own books that Francis Bacon had. Okay. And he hired Elizabeth to prove this. So she's looking for patterns, which is what you do in code breaking, mm -hmm. you're doing languages. And this looking for patterns and trying to figure it out started her on the road to being a code breaker. By the way, she did not find any evidence that Francis Bacon had written <laughs> William Shakespeare's plays. No, no there's, a lot of, there's a lot of bacon in a lot of good things. But uh, as far as I know, no bacon in Shakespeare. So Exactly. And again, educators, this book is not like some fake story. This is a real person, a real person from history. And, and the more that we can get those stories into the hands of our kids to learn about things, especially, you know, these connections between, you know, STEM, those science fields and in history, uh, it's, it's incredible. And she actually played a part in both World War I and World War II. Exactly. She did code breaking in both World Wars. And then in between, she helped catch rum runners. 
<laughs> I during know. prohibition. Yeah, and and I think most people probably didn't even realize, or probably don't even know, that there was a lot of codes and and things to protect and and help them try to to sneak around their their run that they were running. Right, because we think of codes as starting in World War II with the Enigma machine. Yep. But people did use paper codes way way before, and in fact, just yesterday, I saw an article that mentioned a code on the parachute of the Perseverance Mars rover. Yep. So now we have a code on the parachute. The, the patterns of the red and white spell out words. That's awesome. So and codes are everywhere. Codes are everywhere, including on Mars. So Exactly. Yeah. And so so this book, uh, Laurie, of course, it's, it's written for, for kids to get, get them interested, get them excited. You know, it's a, it's a great first step, especially if educators have been talking about coding or um, computer science in their classrooms, because this is a, a natural extension. But it's also a great, like you mentioned, Laurie, a great connection between history. It's a great connection with those literacy aspects and, and helping kids realize that that STEM connects to all those different things. And almost more importantly, that your interests as a child are certainly important and they may be your interests as an adult, Mm -hmm. but it's not predestination. You can change, it's okay. Yeah, Yeah. and I know there's a lot of great resources at the end of the book that also tie in with cryptography and cryptology and ciphers and those types of things. Absolutely. I love back matter. I think every nonfiction writer loves back matter. Mm -hmm. So there's back matter that's directed at kids called crack the code that tells them how they can send their own secret messages. But there's back matter that's directed also for kids, but mostly for teachers and adults that explains how cryptography works today. Because when Elizabeth was working, it was before computers in general. Yeah. So it's very different today. Yeah. And then a lot of it, it says throughout the book, Lori, uh, that she wrote them out with paper and pencil. She's just using using her mind, using her skills. And, and, and again, that's a great lesson for the kids, too. The more you practice at something, the more you're going to start to see, you know, whatever it is. Oh, I find it amazing. I look at some of the things that she decoded and it's like, how did she figure that out? <laughs> yeah. You know, how did she know that? When the person said this, they meant that. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I'm, I'm sure it's a, a lot of trial and error, which you know, a lot of failure too, and that's that's also a good lesson that our, our kids are are learning is really important right now. As absolutely, well, so. it takes a lot of failure before you get to the correct code. Yeah, and again, uh, LaurieWalmart.com is is where you can find out about uh, this book, Code Breaker, Spy Hunter: How Elizabeth Friedman Changed the Course of Two World Wars. Brand new in spring of 2021. Uh, you've also got another book coming out in fall of 2021 called Dinosaur Pajama Party, which sounds very fun. That doesn't sound like it's based on a true story, Lori. Well, I don't know. How do we know? Maybe dinosaurs did wear pajamas. Do you know they didn't? <laughs> I, I don't know that they didn't, but if they did, they probably had little dinosaurs all over them, I think. so. Exactly. And, and so I went from dead woman in STEM to dead reptiles. <laughs> and yeah, we should definitely uh, mention there are four other books in this series uh, about Ada Lovelace, Grace Hopper, Hedy Lamar, and Sophie Kovaleski. All those are, are tremendous stories uh, in and of themselves, especially if, if you get uh, this one about Elizabeth Friedman for your kids. They're going to be asking for more. And, and there's four more great ones that you've made, right, Laurie? 
And next year, there's yet another woman in STEM coming out. Yeah. An astronomer, Mariah Mitchell. Uh, she was the first American to discover a comet, the first woman astronomy professor, an amazing person also. And some, these are all amazing people whose yeah. stories have been... All hidden, maybe because they were sealed because of secrecy issues, but more often so because maybe the stories were just overlooked. And and thank you, Lori, for, for helping to bring some of these stories to light and for these kids of, of today. Well, I love doing it. I love reading their stories. I've researched other women and decided not to write about them. But... There are so many great stories of underrepresented minorities, especially in STEM, not just women, but people of color. Yeah. Their and then, stories need to be heard. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Because again, more the kids see that that anybody, whether it's somebody that looks just like me or looks like somebody different, uh, whoever that person is, I can be uh, amazing things. Uh, and, and there are so many great examples of those people that I can, I can follow as, as for every kid. Every kid in our classroom deserves that opportunity. Absolutely. So, and I know you've also got, Lori, I, I definitely make sure I mention this again at lauriewalmart.com. There's great information, uh, great resources that educators can find, and, and of course, how to contact you if they want to find out more or have you talk to their kids about things like that as well. But some of that resources on your website too, Lori? There's information about each of the books and resources for each of the books, uh, teacher guides, discussion guides, information about having me visit or having me speak at an organization. And most importantly of all, contact. Yeah. If you have a question, contact me. Yep. And Lori's great about that. She loves uh, helping because again, you, you're not just at this as an, as an author, Lori, you were a computer programmer. You were a computer science professor. You have a passion for helping kids uh, be able to grow into all these uh, amazing careers that are out there and, and see the possibilities that are available to them. Yes, certainly things are different than when I started out. Mm -hmm. There are more people and more women in STEM. Mm -hmm. There are fewer women in computer science now than when I started out. So things are not going the right direction there. So yeah. anything we can do to encourage children mm -hmm. to realize that it doesn't matter who they are. You know, mm -hmm they can become a scientist if they want to. They don't have to. Yep. We need ballet dancers too. But Yep, yep. And they could just be somebody very interested in Shakespeare, like Elizabeth Friedman. And exactly. you never And you never know how that's going to play out. And, and maybe some of these kids will have people writing books about them 30, 40, 50 years from now. So that would be amazing. Yeah. And again, Lori, I want to thank you for being on the STEM Everyday Podcast. I just really appreciate all the great work you're doing to help bring these great stories to life and uh, making them available for, for educators and all the great resources that you have uh, to even, even help that really inspire and, and get kids excited about, about STEM. Well, it's my pleasure, but I want to mention one other thing about the Codebreaker Spy Hunter book. Oh, yeah, definitely. When you look at the illustrations, a lot of the illustrations seem to have ribbons going through the illustration. Oh, yeah, and I noticed that. those ribbons have letters on them. Okay. Not surprisingly, since this is a book about a codebreaker, ah. there might be a message in those ribbons. Okay. And of course, my biggest fear is that I messed up the code <laughs> and a 10-year-old is going to call me out on it. But how great would that be, though, right? I mean, oh, if, if they did. It, it would be wonderful to have a 10-year-old so, say that. 
So educators, when you do get the book, Codebreaker, Spy Hunter, How Elizabeth Friedman Changed the Course of Two World Wars, make sure that you get your kids trying to figure out the code on the ribbons following through it. I also saw another code on one of the pages uh, had to do with some some letters and numbers all mixed up. And, and I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want to spoil it, teachers, <laughs> but there's some really cool stuff in it. Again, a tremendous book, tremendous children's book. And, and not only is this a great book that connects STEM with, with women doing amazing careers in STEM, uh, but it's also a great connection to literacy. It's a great connection to history. Some of those things that we maybe often don't connect to STEM as much as we should. And, and because it's all about codes and codes is about words and words is linguistics and, and letters and alphabets and things like that. There's so many great connections that you can use this story with in your classroom to get kids excited about STEM. Uh, great job, Lori. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Yep. And again, check out LoriWalmart.com to find out more about Lori and all of her great books, especially all these books in this great series about women in STEM. Uh, and then also SteamTeamBooks.com where you can find out more great books if you're trying to find some put in your classroom or in your home. And then as always, thanks again for listening to this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, leave a review and share it with other educators you know, because there are so many great things that people are doing to help get more kids excited about STEM. And that's why we're here. And if you need help, contact me, dailystem.com or at dailystem on social media. We're always happy to help. Keep up the great work, educators.